0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hundo Presents Web3 Waffles. Today, I am very excited to be joined by my guest, Ipshita Kumar. Uh, Amongst other things, Ipshita is the head of NFT at Hype Partners, as well as being one of the co-founders of Lemonade Social. uh, She has a fantastic background uh, in many different industries. I'm really looking forward to just hearing your journey today um, and talking about what you think is going to be next on the Web3 landscape for dining um, and experience in luxury products. So thank you and welcome to the podcast
1: it's always a pleasure scott happy to be here
0: it's fantastic to have you and so we'll kick straight off i mean for our audience can you tell us about your journey so far into web3 especially as a female founder and how you found that journey so far
1: yeah um it's been so exciting scott and and as a female web3 founder right i have to say you don't meet a lot of them and it's practically one of the reasons I also love Esther because we just relate and and, and we have so much in common. Um, so my background essentially stems from hospitality and tourism. So everything related to experience creation through events and fine dining. Um, I've historically worked at ritz Carlton, Barcelona, Atlantis, the Palm in Dubai, Renaissance hotels in Barcelona. And, and some of my clients have been um, Gordon Ramsay, Khloe Kardashian, Victoria's Secret. So clients that essentially are constantly seeking that magical guest and event journey so the perks of working for these companies in fact is that you're instrumental in creating these magical moments every day which was for me like the main driver for being in this industry but then i'd say 2014 to 2016 was essentially uh, at least within my own social circle was the app boom so everybody was using uber tinder was the hottest thing in my social circle um, Deliveroo, Global, uh, they were kickstarting G Suite adoption at work. So, well, tech was essentially becoming a part of my everyday life, uh, my personal life, but somehow it was just not being translated into my work life because hospitality as an industry has historically been very slow at adopting technology. I mean, yeah. if you even think about hotels, maybe 40% of the entire hospitality industry has mobile check in today we are entering 2023 which is crazy so that's when i knew i wanted to be in tech so between a few job changes um i met my roommates who i now very proudly call my co-founders at lemonade so that's jacob casey ours and chris um casey chris and ours they were already building lemonade when jacob and i joined the team on the non-tech side to build the initial community the user acquisition um the brand portfolio as well for the platform so it wasn't very intuitive for me to be doing things as a co-founder because for the longest time I've been uh, on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, but as an individual, I've always enjoyed and loved changes and challenges. I essentially thrive in situations where I where I have to um, adopt just different mechanisms. So just quitting my full-time job to build Lemonade with all the other folks was exactly what I wanted to do. It's been the best decision of my life. So. What started out, I'd say, as an offline events platform for brands and creators to build communities through events, is now um, a multi-chain events platform for web three with web three functionalities like token gated events. Um, So, yeah, as we were rounding up with Outlier Ventures Basecamp last year, which is essentially where I met you and Esther, um, I joined Hype as their head of NFTs, where we work with the top 100 crypto projects um, for their NFT launches, as well as consult heritage brands with their uh, Web3 entry. Um, We're right now a team of 116 spread across five continents. So that's pretty dope to be a part of the largest remote bootstrap company. Um, so yeah, overall, the journey has been quite unconventional, especially for, for, for someone with a South Asian background, I would say. But again, what is conventional in Web3, right?
0: Uh, I don't think there's such <laughs> thing as conventional in Web3. And I think that's one of the benefits yep. and beauties of it is the fact that everybody comes from very, very different backgrounds. I mean, as you just described then I mean, you came from predominantly a non-tech background um yeah for somebody else that's joining the industry from you know a non-tech background somebody's coming from hospitality or whatever industry and they're seeing the opportunity like you did what advice would you give them
1: um if there is a framework that you're chasing or, or your work or you're working around you gotta throw it in the bin <laughs> that's what i did um and i would say predominantly you just need to be very open to changes because the moment you're open to changes, um, you start welcoming more opportunities. And as soon as you have opportunities in front of you, you got to leap. So that's always worked out in my favor, uh, just having that open mind um, and just being able to welcome those opportunities and just always measuring it against what is the worst thing that can happen. Yep. So, if the worst thing that can happen doesn't really, really hurt you, just just take a leap, do it, and chances are you're you're gonna get an amazing experience out of it, or or learning, for that matter of fact.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think particularly in Web three, if you just jump in, you ask the right questions, you stay curious, you stay hungry, then people will actually <laughs> yeah, help curious. you. curious. Know, yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that community around you. Now, you've, you mentioned it very briefly as you were talking through your journey so far, um, Lemonade. Um, tell us more about what Lemonade is, what it was, what it's becoming, um, what you can do on the platform.
1: Yeah. So these days, um, Web 1, Web 2, Web 3, right? Like these, these terms have, have caught on to popularity. So if we look at the evolution of um, Web Uh, from a consumer standpoint, we've transitioned from a information-only era to an interactive era. Now we're moving more and more towards an immersive model. So consumers essentially want more immersive experiences to indulge in. And here I don't necessarily mean that the metaverse, but whether yep. it's online, offline, you as a as an end consumer want a captivating experience. So Lemonade as a platform makes building immersive events super simple and easy, whether it's festivals, conferences, product launches, exhibitions, you name it. Yep. Um, so we aim to simplify the entire user journey by building a one-stop shop for everything you would ever need to create your own immersive experience, or in our case, your Lemonade stand. So think of it like... You know how easy it is to make lemonade, lemon, water, sugar? That's it. That's how easy we want to make Web3 for people. So, for example, every event ticket, I mean, essentially every event that you host on on Lemonade, that ticket is by default a pull app, which can be collected either in our custodial or non custodial wallet solutions, which empowers creators to later provide utility to their community if they aren't already thinking about it right now. So, being able to onboard users. Uh, brands, creators at scale without them even knowing that they're being onboarded onto Web3 is definitely one of our key goals. And then Uh, The creator economy, essentially, creators are our North Star. So everything, every single functionality that you do see within the platform, whether it's being able to split royalties or being able to split contributions, um, being able to have um, multiple stages within an event, integrating your own e-commerce store. So every single feature set that you see within Lemonade has been designed keeping the end creator at mind because they're... Currently, creators are using at least five to six different platforms and now Web3 becoming a new arena for them to test out new things that additionally adds at least two to three different platforms that they have to use. So, again, the goal for Lemonade is to make Web3 super easy so that you can essentially create your own emissive experience without having to juggle six to seven different platforms um, on every single day.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I you, you touched on a couple of really interesting points there. I mean, one of the things I particularly like about the lemonade lemonade platform is, although you are a Web three product, you aren't being front and center about that during the user experience. The user experience is very much a hey, let's make it as easy as possible to onboard you. It's nice and simple to sign up, um, hiding any of that any of that technology infrastructure that you don't really need. And I think that that's really critical. And I think that you know one of my biggest criticisms of a lot of Web three products. Is often about the user experience, you know, the, the onboarding that you have to go through and the steps you have to go through to get set up is often terrible. You know, it's hard, um, you know, from setting up a wallet to setting up an account. Yeah, so I think the approach you're taking makes a lot of sense because you want to uh, you want an experience. You don't want to spend half an hour getting set up.
1: Completely. I mean, if you if you if you're a first time user within in, in Web three, and let's say you want to buy your first ETH or your first Bitcoin. Yep. The process is terrifying because and I'm, I'm seeing this as someone comes from non-tech, has been in tech for the last five, six years. It's terrifying because you're not going to remember all the steps. You have to write it down. Okay. I click yep. here. I'm going to go on this platform I have to create a wallet. So just being able to create a seamless experience uh, is what we're All of us are going to see how the market is going to respond to it. So it's not just Lemonade. We're going to see a lot more different products because everyone right now is understanding that while Web3 is where everything is transitioning into, if your products and your services are not making that experience super seamless, um, traditional brands or or even your your regular web to consumers, they're gonna find it very hard. You're gonna have a very hard time onboarding them um, onto your platform. And even if once you onboard them, you can't retain them because they, they'll have to relearn every single step. So how can we make that yeah. easier and simpler and, and magical? <laughs> it's the word I'd say.
0: I really like that, I really like magical. You know, it's just, it just happened. And you're there, and you're yeah. you're in that experience, and you didn't have to think about it. And I think that's that's the key thing because then you, you're not put off by wallets, you're not put off by having to get, career having to sort of get that that kind of uh, deep knowledge that you're going to need to actually get set up. Um, so I, I think that makes that makes a lot of sense. It's something that certainly resonates with what we're doing here at Hundo. Um, something else, I than you talked about the other days about you started with um your your flatmates you started with a you know a very close knit a close-knit team but then obviously with COVID and also with just expanding I know that you work in a much more distributed way you work in a much more remote way now can you tell us a bit more about the team and how the team operate and how you work together now
1: yeah so um Interestingly, we've always been a remote team and we started out end of 2017, beginning 2018, officially. So since then, we've always been remote. Uh, Chris is based out of Amsterdam. R is based out of Australia. Um, Casey, Jacob and I, we were living together in Barcelona. So I feel that I've been incredibly lucky to have all of them as co-founders to work with and learn from. Um, we all play very different roles in each other's lives outside of co-founders of Lemonade. So roommates, extended family, mentor, the brother that I never had. It's its a special bond with each of them yeah. and each of them play a very important role in, in the other person's life. But I guess what's very interesting is that every member at Lemonade has an obsession that runs parallel to each other, um, yeah. but essentially just collides into the greater vision of the product. So. So Chris, for example, he's extremely passionate about building very, very complex tech, tech architecture. Anything not complex, he'll, he'll probably get bored. So the way he executes with passion through clean cl- code is a pleasure to just watch him do this. And it's inspiring because I come from non-tech. I come, I I, I used to think at least 10, 15 years ago that everyone who works in tech worked on black screens. <laughs> so just being able <laughs> overcome all of that and just watch someone like Chris um, build the architecture for Lemonade has been very, very inspiring. And then you have Jacob, who's very organized, likes everything to flow in a very certain stream and plan of action. He's also very passionate about rebuilding uh, the imbalance in the creator economy. So when I'd be in an onboarding call with him, with a creator, just, just seeing his passion come through a video call about creators and just being able to provide yeah. that universal income to them one day is, is just magical. And then. And then you have Casey, who is obsessed with seamless product experience. I mean, the guy comes from building products at Global, Uber, OnePlus, Red Bull, right? So again, it's just an utter pleasure to watch him go through product development process. And then finally, I'd love to um, call out Michelle, who recently joined our team as heading um, business development. She's the queen of partnerships. And also watching her passionately bring brands on board and getting excited to have these folks use our product is beautiful. So as someone who entered hospitality because the industry is creating magic moments for their customers every day, being able to work with a team that is hell-bent about creating magical moments through a tech product is the most inspiring place to be um, eight hours a day at least in one day.
0: I'm sure as a startup founder, eight hours a day rarely happens. But. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Trying to have some work like balance now.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Try. But if you're passionate about it, then that balance you know, can swing it's can swing in very different ways. Um, no, that that makes a lot of sense. I think you're absolutely right there about surrounding yourself with people that you know are inspiring to you is I think deeply important when you're trying to solve problems like you're trying to solve. Um, I think it's, it's it's vitally important that one you you get along as human beings, but two you can watch each other and say you know I'm genuinely inspired by what you're doing. I think that's it's 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 something that I know I feel quite passionate about with the team that we work with. It's the fact that you they are doing fantastic things and you can trust in them and see that they're really pushing things forward, which I think is yeah, you know, super super, super important. And so and I don't know if there's anything you could tell us, but what's next on Lemonade's kind of plans?
1: Um, we've recently been um integrated with different chains, so we are fully multi chain right now. Um, we have our own wallet solution, which is a Lemonade wallet. So if you don't already own um, a MetaMask or Rainbow wallet, Trust Wallet, um, the PO app from every single ticket, so every single event that you attend, um, just gets automatically deposited in your Lemonade wallet, but you can access and even transfer to your um, MetaMask whenever you want. So yeah. lots of... Um, Fun features in terms of making that user journey very easy and seamless, but at the same time, um, a lot more exciting partnerships, which um, I'm not able to disclose now, but you should be able to hear about them over the next four to five weeks. And then we have CareerCon, right? So that's an exciting one that's coming up in a month. Um, That one is something we're very, very much looking forward to.
0: Likewise, likewise, and we're very much looking forward to working with you on that one as well. Uh, Thank you for the plug. So if anybody is interested in CareerCon and you're listening before November, obviously, um, sign up at hundo.xyz. I can't not do a shill at that particular point. No, but it sounds like you've got some. (laughs) <laughs> right, it was the moment, the right it moment. was the moment. That that was absolutely perfect. And we didn't even plan that, which is best. Um, no, but I look forward to as well the announcements of what the partnerships that you have coming up over the next few weeks. So that sounds, um, yeah, that sounds really exciting. Um, I also wanted to go back and just touch on, um, for several times throughout the conversation, we talked about your background in um, hospitality, in tourism. Um, I'd be really interested in your viewpoint in terms of how Web3, or just technology in general, can really create that next generation of, you know, dining, uh, luxury experiences in that space.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting one, because just just yesterday I was invited as a guest lecturer for La Roche International um, in Switzerland, which is one of the top hospitality um, schools in the world, to just demystify the world of Web3, NFTs, and metaverses, and yeah. basically we were discussing how product and experience consumption has really evolved over the last 30 years and, and where it's headed. So... Some of the topics um, that we were discussing there was what would Metaverse hospitality look like, right? So could I propose my future wife at Ritz Carlton Sandbox? Um, But if I do that, how would I, as a hospitality folk, use that technology to make that experience as magical as doing it at the Ritz London or um, the Ritz in Paris, for example, or an NFT by a Michelin star association that gives you access to, let's say, up to four restaurants a year. And those restaurants get updated each year based on their performance on chain. So, it, I mean, there are there are a lot of different ways how hospitality could completely embrace it, because in the end, we are in the business of making people happy and excited. Um, but if you go even on the technical side, you have Blockbar, which is like a premium spirits marketplace that sells tokenized spirits. Um, Devour, that's working on models to increase guest engagements through NFT. So, Overall, hospitality just has this massive opportunity to just do something really awesome uh, as it will allow them to reimagine that journey with the customer. Um, I'd say one of my favorite um, Use case would be what citizen M Hotel, which is a Dutch, um, which is a Dutch-based uh, hotel, did in Sandbox. So to finance their digital hotel, they auctioned about 2,000 um, NFTs, and yeah. came with like random assigned attributes. And they had um, a certain percentage assigned to the regular citizens, and then another percentage to the special citizens. And basically, these tokens give you access. which can be redeemed at Citizen M's real locations, like discounts, free drinks. Um, And they also give you the ability to vote whenever they're looking at the next physical property. So there is a lot (laughs) that can be done. Um, The restaurant side of things, I think that would boom. Um, We would essentially look at payments. I mean, when I was in Lisbon four months ago, um, I went to two places. One was a ramen place. Really good ramen, by the way. It's called Ajitama. And another place that I forgot, they were accepting (laughs) payments in fiat and crypto. So they said, if you pay your entire bill in crypto, you'll get two cocktails for free. So you're going to start looking at restaurants adopting this to make it a part of their identity and marketing efforts. Um, and then of course you have Starbucks where you have the membership like NFTs as access. Yeah. So you could also have Soul House extending their membership to the, uh, into the digital realm is, is, essentially. So just one thing to note is that the reason why a lot of brands are experimenting in this space and that's where I guess Hundo also comes in is because they do not wanna lose credibility. Like to the next generation, right? And cultural credibility for these Web3 first consumers is usually driven by stories, lore, belongingness, community, having a voice. So as they're seeking more experiential activities, I really feel um, hospitality as an industry is is perfectly equipped to deliver that experience. And I do feel at some point, as we adopt more technologies um, to make these experiences more immersive, um folks from the hospitality industry can come in and add a lot of value to what is it that the end customer is looking for when they are transacting on your platform.
0: Yeah, I think that's really interesting because if you think about hospitality or restaurants in general, were well, the communities of old, you know, that's where communities came together. Hospitality drove that. Yeah. Web3 is about communities mm-hmm. and it's about driving communities. Um, and so the hospitality space has often had you know, membership schemes or it's often had ways of which it can connect with its community on an ongoing basis. So as you were talking through that, I thought actually it makes naturally it makes sense that the two can come together quite well. As you say, hospitality may be sometimes quite far behind the curve in terms of technology, yeah. but it does feel like a natural fit to say that you can drive that community. People are coming to your restaurant, they're coming to your hotel, there's ways in which you can engage them in an ongoing way. Maybe they do buy an NFT, which gives them access to a room. That's your key card, but it's also a PO app. And then afterwards, it gives you special special access to something else. You know, It gives you special discounts. So it gives you a connection to a wider community, or maybe even the same running of something further down the line. Um, yeah, it just feels... I never really considered that angle before, but actually the two do feel like a really natural fit.
1: 100%. Um, I think another um, trend that we might see at some point would be just marketing in general, because they want to test out new opportunities, test out promotions and loyalty programs. So something I think uh, Chipotle did earlier this year was with their burrito promo um, within a metaverse. And that that was pretty cool. Uh, So you could only redeem, you could only get access to it if you were transacting at the specific metaverse, and then you could redeem it at the physical Chipotle stores. And then I think also about marketplaces. I mean, the more and more time we're going to be spending in, let's say, in different metaverses, and let's say we get hungry, um, it just seems not so seamless to pick up your phone and order. So restaurants are going to have to start having integrated menus in the marketplaces to, to make Absolutely. the order very seamless. So, yeah, there's so much that can happen. We haven't even tapped into it.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. As you say, if you're spending your entire life in the metaverse, or you're spending a big portion of it, why would you possibly want to come out to go and order a pizza? You know, you should be able to do it there and then. You just bring up your interface, you dial it, you go to whichever pizza, pizza establishment you want to do and order it there and then. Um... And create something quite immersive because of the the experience of ordering, you can then think about it in a very, very different way. You know, if I'm putting my old UX hat back on again, rather than something being an interface on a phone where you're putting in an order, but it's actually the experience is enjoyable and it feels like a game experience. There's, there's, there's a lot you could do with that, that would, that it hasn't even been touched yet. It it'd be fancy, fascinating to see what, what ways that goes.
1: Exactly. Can't wait.
0: <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. Well, thank you very much for joining us today um if there's anything else you'd like to cover we can cover off now but if not thank you very much and um it's been a pleasure chatting to
1: you no it's a it pleasure has been pleasure has been mine scott <laughs> um always enjoy having a good chat with you guys and uh looking forward to CareerCon. con
0: absolutely absolutely thank you very much um and for anyone that would like to find out more about one lemonade social go and check out lemonade.social um and if you'd like to check out more about uh hundo or CareerCon, check out hundo.xyz thank you very much everybody